Closed captioning of this program is brought to you in part by Pariah Pickups. What you want, what you need, what you love. Visit pariahpickups.com and at pariahpickups on Instagram. And loudtracks.com. Visit loudtracks.com to get your favorite band merchandise and purchase a Jeremy White Podcast t-shirt to support the channel. The Jeremy White Podcast. Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Available wherever you get your podcasts. There he is. What's up? What's happening? What's going on? Living the dream. (laughs) Yes, you are. All right, we'll get right into it. So Mitch can fanboy out. Our next guest is a legendary performer, part of one of the greatest rock and roll bands in the last 20 years. These guys are so good. Honestly, one of my favorite concerts I've saw in the last couple of years as well was at the... um, was in Montreal on... uh, where was it, Mitch? It was the the Fairmont, right? We saw them at the, the Fairmont. Fairmont. Yeah, All on the bus, right, right by the bagels. Yep. Uh, brand new album called Hellbound coming out on June twenty fifth. Welcome to the show, Mister Josh Todd. There he is. Look at the man. Thank you, Look. thank you, gentlemen. You guys Look got your shit together with your green screens and. All of it. I well, like it. Mitch is I know. This is the real deal behind me. <laughs> yeah, that's a real oh, deal. But wow. yeah, I've got oh, a proper cool. studio. Mitch is the imposter here. Yes. Uh, when we, uh, if you remember, Josh, we we sat on the bus and I introduced you to Jeremy a couple of years ago. He, he's Montreal's number one on-air personality. We were talking about how to get Buck Cherry songs on the radio. That's that was the conversation back then. But this one yeah. shouldn't be so difficult with Hellbound because oh, and here comes my oh. fanboy moment. I have bought every album. I have a 230 song playlist in my phone of all the Buck Cherry and all the other stuff you've done. And, and this awesome. is probably, uh, and I don't mean to insult the other albums, the best album since 15. And even on par with 15, this is a motherfucker. I mean, excuse the language, okay. but this is great. I'm so, I, I'm so happy you said that because I can't say that because I'm promoting it. But I think it's, if it's not the best Buck Cherry record, it's definitely up there with the best. And, um, you know, yeah. it just was, a, it just magically, we, we just had a, some great synergy um you know i felt like we you know our backs were against the wall uh, with covid and and the loss of the whole you know year. year of touring and and so we had to shift gears and this was not a planned thing and so we worked really really hard on this record um we had the time and really paid off we wrote about 28 songs for a 10 song record you know and um mm. it, it's just uh it's a great listen from beginning to end it really is a great listen because I was checking it out and I mean, it just can I just say like you guys have such great production value, like even live and like the new music videos like for Hellbound, it, like it's so good. Like everything sounds awesome. Everything looks awesome. So I just got a compliment on you guys, you guys on that because not a lot of Thanks bands so much. invest in the image anymore and you know, yep. you guys still care and I, I appreciate that. And I got to say the new music video for Hellbound and the song specifically is badass. Like, it, you know, it's Francis is doing his best uh, Phil Rudd in there. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. You know, we, we came out with a one-two punch, you know, so hot was the first one and, and such a great video as well. And great song. And, and then, you know, we were, we were biting, chomping at the bit to like release hellbound because we've been sitting on this record since October, 2020, it's been done, you know? So <clears throat> for everybody to hear hellbound, finally, it's like one of my favorite Buck Cherry, all time Buck Cherry songs. So, um, uh, it's really cool. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's, it's so good to hear you still performing at such 
a level. I mean, your vocal performances on this record are absolutely phenomenal. Like, and so hot. The, the fact you hit that is so hot. Like, it, it's so good, man. Like, Mitch, is, isn't, like, you see, now I'm fanboying now, Mitch. Look at me. Well, you so, you, you should certainly fanboy. Um, <laughs> let, let's, let, let me get away like from that for a second. chorus. That was hot. Well, you know. <laughs> That, that was hot. Yeah. Uh, but let me ask you about this, because the band has gone through different changes. When you uh, got rid of sort of the original band and went to 15, we sort of went, uh oh, what's going to happen? What happened was a fantastic record, one of the best. Yes. And then you brought in Billy Rowe, you brought in Francis, and we went, uh oh, what's going to happen? And here it is, one of the best. So first of all, let's talk about those new members and what they bring to the mix and does that mean that in like four albums from now you're going to replace them to have another uh oh moment? <laughs> no, no. Francis isn't. Francis isn't new. Billy Rose, the only new guy. Francis has been with us uh, almost five years now. Right. He was but is he, but it's the first album Paint. he's played on. Uh, no, he played on Warpaint. Yeah. Did he? Yep. Francis played on Warpaint, and uh, he's been around a while. And um, yeah, Billy's the newest guy. Um, he was in a long, long time band, Jet Boy. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, he's, he's a veteran, you know? Um, and you know, Kevin Rankin, he, uh, just, he didn't want to tour anymore. He wanted to be home with his family after COVID hit and said that was it for him. And, and so, you know, we had to respect that. There was nothing we could do, you know? And so, um, Stevie had a good relationship with Billy and he was kind of on our radar the whole time, you know? And, um, I said, Hey, you know, you're vouching for him. You know, I know I've heard his band. And so um, let's just go out to breakfast and see if we like each other. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. that's really what it comes down to. Because we got we to gotta live in close quarters, spend a lot of time with each other being on the road. And, and man, he's just such a nice person and uh, very easygoing and a great guitar player. And just, a, just from our generation as well, really understands and gets buck cherry and um and likes it you know and that's that's really important so um we're having a good time with him and th this will be his first proper tour with us so it's gonna be exciting hmm. yeah it is gonna be a uh, jet boy one of the one of the forgotten bands of the 80s or that were just fantastic and he adds such a, a great dimension um talk to me a little bit about how then do you go out to promote this because you know you, you you have a tour set up canada is still sort of iffy on whether or not you can come here do you yeah. sort of just play the shows in the States and, and, and hope for the world to, to open up at this point? That's kind of the mentality, but I mean, we, we know that, you know, the vaccinations are starting to get distributed more and more in Canada and, and Europe and the UK. And, um, and, you know, I think by the time that we get to those, uh, those territories that it's going to be, it's going to be good, you know, um, we're all vaccinated band and crew and ready to go. So, yeah. Hopefully, whenever you guys are ready to let us in, we'll, we'll go over there and rock your socks off. Uh, hopefully in October, because that's when the dates are planned. So yeah. Yeah. Crossed. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Uh, well, they're yeah, talking we about opening up the border in uh, the summertime. So, hey, just, we, we've we've had a lot of dates booked in Canada and they've gotten moved and moved and moved. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. Well, we'll talking see. about this album, Hellbound, I mean, you guys are back working with Marty Fredrickson, who kind of gets Buck Cherry at this point. I mean, you, know, oh, yeah. you guys have had success with this dude, and it's like, it's yes. a great collaboration. Talk about working with Marty a little bit. You know, what does he bring to the band when you're in the studio? You know, he's just, uh, first of all, first and foremost, he's he's a great guy. We just, we really enjoy it. We get along with him really well, and 
Um, and then, and then he's super talented, you know? And so when we go in there, we're like, you know, we're bringing our a game and cause we know Marty is, you know, constantly writing songs. So, you know, we're always on our best performance. I mean, we we do that anyways, but like when we go in there, I remember Stevie and I wrote 22 songs together prior to getting in a room with Marty and we wrote songs for one week with Marty. And in that week we wrote six songs in five days in Nashville mm -hmm. and five of those songs made the record. So that's, that's how, that's how good the quality was and the chemistry between us was. And, uh, we couldn't write about a bad song. It was like, this is nuts. This is like, hmm. it just was meant to be, you know? Um, and, you know, I just feel like when preparation meets opportunity, you know, we, we had been working that songwriting muscle prior to going in with him. And so <clears throat> by the time we got in there, it was like, we're ready, you know, we're ready to work with the master. Yeah. Know? Is he a difficult producer to work with? Like, is he really pushing you in that vocal booth? Like, ah, oh, man, you could do that, do that. Is he kind of like Mutt Lang you or? Oh, I think. No, it was like the opposite. It was like, uh... can you hear me? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, yes. There was okay, a small sorry, lag uh, for a second, but we're good. You said if it was difficult working with Marty and, and it wasn't, it's it's like it's like the opposite. I, I came in there and I said, hey, listen, I want to. I want to sing within my vocal range. I don't want to be singing at the top of my range and just barely getting to notes. And then I leave the studio and you guys tune them and do whatever. And then I, I struggle live after I don't want to do that. Mm. And he's like, I don't want you to do that. I go, great. So let's really find the right keys and all these songs. And, and uh, he was with it. Like for instance, there's a song called gun on the record and the demos, I recorded it like a whole step higher. And it's like, when you're a singer and you're in the studio and you can like just focus on one section of a song, you can just kill it, you know, but when you're doing a whole song at the top of your range, you know, it becomes a real struggle later on when you go try to sing the whole song down live, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, so we would really work on the keys of the songs, you know? So he would pitch down the song, you know, a whole step. And then I sing gun and I'm like, Oh, this feels so good. It's in my wheelhouse. I can sing this you know, all day. And yeah. so we did stuff like that. And so if, when you listen to Hellbound, it's really in my comfort zone, every song, you know, my whole range, my, my low range, my mid range, my high range. So, um, that was really important. He's really great with singers. Um, you know, in the past, you know, he used to push me to do things like, you know, why don't you just sing it this way? You know, let's take out too many words here. Let's, let's just, you know, you're hmm. sing it less. And I'm like, okay. And I wouldn't understand it. And then we would kind of battle a little bit over something. And, yeah. but now I've known him so long. I just know that I got to just trust him mm -hmm. and go through this process. And, and, uh, you know, really at the end of the day, it's, it's the best melody wins, you know? Um, right. and so we had a few of those moments and, uh, they always made the song better. You know, he's really got that, uh, little touch, you know, and, um, he did that with sorry way back in the day, you know, just, yeah. just change little subtleties of that song that made it just huge, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Just quickly ask, uh, since you mentioned sorry, you did the, a uh, couple of acoustic albums or acoustic EPs that you threw up on iTunes and, and the streaming services. Is that something that you're going to continue doing, doing a part three and a part four and a part five? And will it eventually make it to CD and vinyl for us collectors who like to hold stuff? 
I don't know. You know, I mean, that was a lot of fun. I mean, at that point in time, after we'd done those, I was like, let's do like a rock song and let's like change the tempo and let's make it, let's make it like have more soul and be funkier. You know, like I, I wanted to do lit up, you know, uh, acoustically and, mm-hmm. and that was going to be the next uh, thing. And then all of a sudden everything changed. Like it was like all our shows went away and we had to like regroup. And that was when it was like, let's make a new record. And so we shifted gears and started uh, writing for Hellbound, you know, but um, yeah, eventually I would love to do all that kind of stuff. Just take really uh, select songs from records and redo them and make them cool. We did that with all night long as well. We re-recorded all night long for 11, seven, the record label for their like anniversary. They put out like uh, they're putting out like some kind of compilation of all their artists. So we did all night long and it really came out cool. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, the one thing that attracts me to Buck Cherry is your voice. I like a distinct voice. You know, when I listen to Great White, I like Jack Russell. When I listen to Rat, I like Stephen Pierce. I like uh-huh. voices with character. And you have a voice with character. You, you can't be replaced. Um, talk you. to me about your voice as you're getting older. Is, is it still the same instrument? Do you have to be more careful? Do you have a regiment that you have to do to get into that mode? Or does Josh just do Josh? And that's oh, it. Oh, man. Man, I got so so much going on with my voice as far as how I take care of it. And right. I'm 50 now. I just turned 50, you know. So um, for me, I got to work more, not less. Like the older I get, I have to work more to keep that flexibility um, right. for myself. That means I vocalize every day. I don't necessarily sing every day. I vocalize every day. I sing every other day when I'm home, uh, a, a full Buck Cherry set. So the whole time I've been in quarantine, if I haven't been recording songs, I've been singing Buck Cherry sets. So I'm like really <laughs> fucking tired of singing Buck Cherry sets with no people in front of me. But um, <laughs> but I'm grateful that I've got all these songs because I, I get to like really play a lot of songs that I don't normally get to, to sing live. And that's a lot of fun for me. But um, yeah, I got to I gotta work. I have to... Because, you know, I started I started recording these songs when I was 26 and my, vo- I'm, my, my voice is much different now, you know. So right. what's what's good is I had to really work on vocal technique over the years. I self-taught myself all the way up to the first record and the first record tour, which was not a good thing because I, I had a lot of bad habits. And I had to really, really relearn how to sing once I started working with vocal coaches. And and so I just became a student of the voice. And there's a lot more to it than just singing. There's what you're eating, all kinds of things, you know. So, um, what were some of your bad habits I, as a singer? Yeah, I was going to ask that. And does it is it a producer that says to you, "Hey, that's a bad. You can't be doing that, bro." Uh, I would really load up on on air be, okay. before I'd hit a note, and that is not good to do because that's how you slam your vocal folds together. You don't want to have a lot of air in your diaphragm when you hit a note. You know, it's all right. about hitting a note with a, the least amount of air. And it's very hard to understand when you're out there and you're dancing and you're shaking your ass and you're like, out of breath. Ah. you want to hit like this big note and you feel like you got to load up to hit it and you don't, it's like the opposite. So I was doing a lot of loading up. Um, on my first record, I didn't have any ear monitors as well. So I was blowing my voice out a lot because I couldn't hear my voice, you know? And so I would push harder to hear my voice, stuff like that. So getting away from that and and you learn that by doing vocal scales that teach you how to use less when to hit your notes so that that was like something i had to relearn and you only do that by repetition you know so i would do all that then it was about like uh 
I stopped drinking any, any cold beverages live. I stopped drinking anything live. I don't drink any water or anything when I sing now, hmm. um, which has made me more flexible. And it's like, it's like I hydrate a lot before a show and then that's it. I don't, I don't drink or do anything until after the show, you know, and I used to take a sip of water after like every song. It was like this hmm. nervous habit I would do. Right. And that was not good, you know? So things like that, um, you know, your diet, uh, you know, about how, you know, when I'm on the road, I don't eat like four hours before going to bed. So that's why I get really skinny on the road because I'm not only burning a lot more energy, yeah. I, I am like basically almost doing a 12, 12 hour fast every day, you know? So, um, uh, all those things really help, uh, to have a lot of consistency at this age, you know, because when you're, when you're in your twenties, you're just bulletproof. You can do whatever. And yep. your voice By the way, snaps how, back. How do you keep doing the shows? Because I've seen you like the last time you came through Canada, I saw you, I think three times and you still jump around like a son of a gun. You know, you're like the Mick Jagger of, of the, of the new generation. At yeah. some point, doesn't like your shoulder hurt and your back. Like, don't you have to just sort of just get a chair and be like Phil Collins at some point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not at that level. Jeez. You know, I, I've been always an active guy since, right. since I can remember, you know, I've always, it's always been good for my mind. You know, my mind is crazy. And if I don't work out, you know, um, I have to settle myself down because I, I, I'm an addict, you know, I've, I'm, I've been sober 26 years for a reason. My mind is nuts. So I have to, the physical activity is really good for my mental health. And then, you know, it's really good for singing. And I've always just had a really good workout regimen, like when I'm not even singing. So like right now I play, I'm going to, I sang a headlining Buckcherry set this morning. I'm doing all my press. Then tonight I'm playing a two hour match of tennis with some kid, you know, mm -hmm. and that's what I'm going to do, you know, and I'm just, I'm just used to that. And it's, and, um, you know, so Yes, I do. I do get aches and pains, you know, and older I get, I don't snap back as easily, but mm. I just work through it. Yeah, you should have saved the Buck Cherry singing for this interview, because if he sang sorry, Mitch would be creaming right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to work up to that, man. It's a whole production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you guys do come back onto the road, I mean, you guys are doing shows and stuff. Is, is it weird playing shows right now? Like, no, are, are I mean, we, we've done out and no, we did, we did about, I want to say we did like 15 shows in 2020 mm. and we had to work through all that kind of safety protocol stuff. And then we've already done probably seven shows this year. Yeah. A lot of them in Florida. We played a show in uh, Sioux city, Iowa, outside of that in the country. Yeah. And you know, every, every, every uh, place has different safety protocol, but we just yeah. follow what we got to follow and show up. And you know, the good thing about, uh the stage is that you're safe on the stage oh. 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 i was safe on the stage and and, and plus it's getting hotter mm -hmm. sorry did i cut out yeah you cut out for Where just a second out? uh you were you were on the stage and getting hotter so hot yeah in fact. so it, no, no hot yeah so it's getting hotter so a lot more outdoor shows and you know it's easier for people to social distance but we got like such a great vaccination thing going in in the united states that you yeah. know a lot of people are uh vaccinated you know like yeah. i went to a comedy show last night with my wife we haven't been on a date and in, in years like gone out at night you know and 
we went to the comedy store. It was so fun. But at the, at the front, they asked for our vaccination cards before we went in. So we had to show oh. them. Yeah. Yeah. Over here, we got, cool. we got QR codes on our phone. So we have to show that, which is kind of cool. <laughs> which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Let me just yeah. ask you real quick. Um, uh, going back to the 15 album, you brought in Stevie D and he's become sort of your Joe Perry for the lack of a better uh, analogy. What, what has he meant to you? Because Stevie has sort of cemented the Buck Cherry, you know, sound and, and, and the writing. And he's just, he's, he's the guy, right? Other than you. Yeah. I mean, Stevie has, I, people don't understand this. Stevie's been in the band since 2005. So it's, it's been a long time and yeah. he never, he never got the opportunity to shine. He's a, He's a really great uh, musician, well-rounded, yeah. like really talented guy. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he didn't get, uh, you know, an opportunity to do what he's doing now is, you know, just a shame. And, and so, but now we have the opportunity and, and this is our third record we'd made, made together, you know, together. And so we made Josh Hot in a Conflict. That was our first one. That was a, such a labor of love because I went back to my more aggressive roots and I, I've, I've met, I've known Stevie since I was 19. I moved to LA and huh? I started working in this used clothing store and there was Stevie D and we became like super <laughs> good friends. And we were like, you know, joined at the hip. Then we became roommates and, and so on and so forth. So um, to be able to make records with him like this has been just so amazing. Yeah, yeah you seem really happy and just, you, you seem really passionate and proud of the work you guys are doing lately. And Ooh. it's so nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you know, when you have a bond like that with somebody, you know, that goes beyond just, mm -hmm. uh, you know, being musicians, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Well, Hellbound's coming out June. You got to get it. It's available wherever music is sold. Are you guys going to do the, uh, the vinyl with like the swirls and the gate folds and everything? Or are you going to stick with we Spotify? Got and I got some vinyl right here, man. Oh, we got some great vinyl, but this is for, I think it's exclusively for the UK, Europe, and um, hmm. Australia. But I mean, look at this. We have colored vinyl. Ooh. I just got these yesterday, but this it's so dope. So that? there's oh, that is very there, sweet. There, yeah, nice. There's artwork. purple. You know. Let me just put my address in the chat. Hold on. <laughs> there, orange. <laughs> and we got yellow. Nice. And there, and it's yellow vinyl in here. And right. And pink. The, the They're sold out of pink. Oh, the pink is sexy. Look at that. Yeah. All right, well, you got the pink in the background there. And by the way, uh, just uh, Jeremy, you may not know this, but he mentioned Josh Todd in the conflict. You have to go listen to a song called Rain. It's it's fantastic. Amazing. Mm. Yeah, amazing it's an amazing song. song. Yeah. You know, those songs that you've done on the solo album and that you'll never cross them over into the Buck Cherry world. You, you won't perform those. Because, you know, I've mentioned Circles before and Fucked Up and Rain. I mean, they stay off the buck cherry set list right i don't you know i rain could definitely be on in a buck cherry set yes. i mean it's it's got that vibe i think it would be it, it could add something to it you know but it would just be have to you know we i've heard people screaming that at me you know like uh walking on the stage play rain you yes. know um but uh we just have so many buck cherry songs that we can't even get to you know because longer there's concerts there's too many yeah <laughs> you and say half longer hours. concerts and i'm like <laughs> you know no like longer concerts is great if i could play like you know three shows a week but i gotta do like five shows a week so yeah not um, only that your voice I, would be shot and you'd be dehydrated because you're not drinking during the show <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. i i hide i hydrate really well before and after but yeah, yeah. 
it, it becomes challenging. You sweat it all out. You're like the Josh Raisin after the show. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. I, like, in, like I put on probably it's hard for me to put on weight, and I put on five pounds like in quarantine, mm-hmm. and then like when I like after two weeks of being on the road, I'll have it. it mm. Damn. Well, there you go. All right. Well, listen, Buck Cherry, Hellbound, coming out on, uh, yeah. what is it, June 26th, they said? June 26th? 25th. June 25th. June 20th, 25th, yeah. And So Hot is out right now and Hellbound. So if you pre-order the record on iTunes or any place you get music, you can get So Hot and Hellbound right now. And then uh, the rest will come on the 25th. But uh, we're, we're super excited. Yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing. I, I've had the uh, the link to hear these songs. They're fantastic. But I pre-ordered the Japanese version. Two bonus tracks. Let's Jeremy. go. Two Let's bonus go. tracks. I've already paid yeah. for it. I'm yeah. waiting. Bring you, it on. Yeah, there, you'll be there you go. Leave your, it's a, you you got to get all of it. <laughs> I, I'm a cool. I'm a completist. I need it all. Yes. So am I, I even I even have their Christmas song. You know. Hey. <laughs> there you go. That is a great song. That's a great Christmas song. Yeah. It's hard, yeah. and it's hard to write a Christmas song. It really is. So, uh, so many great ones. I mean, come on. You just add some jingle bells to anything. It's a Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's hard. Easy. You got to you gotta really work at it. Like, Dude, that's have a, a good melody. That's what we yeah. do at the radio station. Christmas comes around for our traffic bed, for our traffic reports. We just put just jingle bells behind it. Now it's the Christmas traffic bed. That's good. I like that. Oh, there you go. Always a pleasure. And looking forward to seeing you in Montreal very, very soon. Yes, you guys have been great, man. It's it's good to see you guys, and um, and we look forward to it. So make sure you get your act together because we want to make those shows. All right. Yep. We gotta. We gotta. All I will. Right. I will let Larry know that their shows, those shows, are happening. And get Canada. <laughs> I know uh, Canada can play only play so many uh, songs that aren't Canadian bands on the radio. They got to play Hellbound and So Hot. So request hey. those songs. Hey, Jeremy, your top forty radio. Let's go. Make it happen. Let's go. Get it on. Get it on. I'll slip you All in right. between Demi Lovato and Katy Perry. There you go. <laughs> Thank right, you, guys. sir. Have a good night. Cheers. Good. The Jeremy White Podcast. Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Available wherever you get your podcasts.